That music is an invitation, an invitation to sit up and join me as we look into God's Word. This isn't your parents' Bible study or some pre-printed material from your denomination. Each episode, we tear into God's letter to humanity to see what would God have us know about Himself, about the world around us, and about ourselves. I am Brother Mitchell from the Discipleship Center, and you are listening to the TDC Podcast. Continuing on in this idea of God's sovereignty, we find ourselves at Romans chapter 9, starting in verse 6 today. But it's not as though the word of God has failed, for not all who are descended from Israel belong to Israel, and not all are children of Abraham because they are his offspring, but through Isaac shall your offspring be named. This means that it is not the children of the flesh who are the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted as offspring. For this is what the promise said, About this time next year I will return, and Sarah shall have a son. And not only so, but also when Rebekah had conceived children by one man, our forefather Isaac, though they were not yet born and had not done anything either good or bad, in order that God's purpose of election might continue, not because of works, but because of him who calls, she was told, the older will serve the younger. As it's written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. The idea that God is sovereign and exercises election is a troubling thought to many people when it's taught all by itself. Just like any study of God's attributes, when we only look at one attribute, we get a wrong picture of God. Nevertheless, this is where we are at in the Bible, and there's no reason to shy away from the teaching of this passage. The Jews of Jesus' day believed that, because they were physical descendants of Abraham, that their ancestry was good enough to get them into God's kingdom. But that's not how God works. Salvation has always been a gift of God that we refer to as His grace, and it's accepted or activated by faith, which he also gives us. We see it clarified in the story of Abraham's two sons. God promised that Sarah would bear the son of promise in one year's time from when the promise was given, but Abraham and Sarah were old, and it was easier to believe that their servant Hagar, who was considerably younger, would be better suited to bear a son. Hagar did bear a son through the regular biological means that we would expect, but Sarah also bore a son, despite being quite old and never having a son previously. This was by the promise of God. In the same way, when Isaac and Rachel were expecting twins, God told them that the younger would be the son to get the inheritance and be the son of promise that the Messiah would come through. Before either son had done anything good or bad, God had already made a choice. Now, this shows a lot of different things. First, it shows that God's choices are final and they are brought about. It also shows that God knows the kind of people we are before we become those people. Esau was not a God-fearing man, and he was the father of a nation of godless people, the Edomites. It also shows that salvation is not by merit. There's nothing you can do to earn salvation because it's a gift. Now, what's so scary about this idea? Well, I'm glad that God chose me, 
I'm glad that God's free gift was given to me. I'm glad that while I was still a self-righteous sinner, Christ died for me. The scary part is when you realize that you have very little to do with your spiritual birth, just as you had nothing to do with your physical birth, that your choice to choose God was part of the gift, that you were not in control over your life. We love the idea that God will keep us for all eternity, and we can rest in that fact. But the idea that God has always been in control of our life is somehow troubling to us. But does the idea that God chooses us for salvation and that men must repent of their sins to follow Jesus seem like they can't mesh? Well, these two ideas come together, even if not reconcilable in our own minds, in the Gospel of John chapter 1, verses 11 through 13. It says, He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. If the struggle between man's responsibility to repent of his sins and follow Jesus versus God's sovereign will and his election of man, if those two ideas don't make sense in your head at the same time, don't worry about it. We're responsible to proclaim God's good news of the gospel and to call men to repentance. It's only after we're saved that God's election will make any sense to us or be of any comfort to us at all. The Discipleship Center and its subsidiaries, TDC Aquaponics and TDC Farm, are a registered 501c3 charity serving in the not-so-beautiful city of Kankakee and its surroundings. Have you or a loved one been struggling with substance abuse, chronic unemployment, need some work experience after a recent incarceration, or just failed to move on to a more productive phase of life? There is hope just around the corner with the Discipleship Center, where every life matters and we strive to fulfill the Great Commission one life at a time. Check us out on the web at www.discipleshipctr.org today.